everyone, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk flowers, floral arranging, gardening, and more. I'm Tiffany Rutkowski, and my husband and I are the owners of Creative Designs by Tiffany, a floral and gift shop located in Dowdell, New York. To find out more and to stay up to date, visit our website at cdbytiffany.wordpress.com and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. I'm passionate about all things beautiful, mainly flowers, and teaching you how to savor all the things of it. You'll hear tips, tricks, and from some of my highly esteemed friends in the business. Today, I'm joined by Dave Warner. <laughs> Producer Tiffany Talk. <laughs> yes. Good morning, I right? Slipped in, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we're recording from the beautiful My Little Falls studio. I'm getting more comfortable with the intros now. I'm I, yeah, I have I know. It almost memorized Except now. Except so. that you know the camera's there All and right. you put yeah, it and I say forget. Yeah. I forget about that. So that's the camera I'm using today. Yeah, that's okay. Not. So today's the review show. So yeah. let's see if you can remember all the stuff that we went through in those past few months. So Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now's your quiz. The perennial annual question. Right, yeah. Well, perennials and annuals. How long is perennials? over courses of time and then the annuals are one and done right all right all <laughs> okay right. so that was your hint question <laughs> okay all so, right so i had a couple of cool guests on um so the first one we had in may was lisa and she's our local flower grower so her season is starting to boom right now so um but if you're in upstate new york and you're listening how much rain have we had this oh season? my god Ridiculous. It's <laughs> Ridiculous. insane. Yes. The, the Noah jokes are getting old. Yeah, it is. And even this morning, I didn't know it was going to be raining when I came down today, and it still was raining, so I don't know if there's a break I, in sight. <laughs> I thought there was supposed to be one today. Right. This is crazy. That's it. And so, like you were saying, too, for baseball, they haven't gotten a game in either. I know. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it affects everything, but especially with flowers. So um, this year, uh, generally what I do is there's a few plots up at the cemetery that we put flowers down, and then I just maintain them throughout the season for people who aren't from the area. And this year, this is the first year I've ever seen that I have to worry about overwatering. Normally, I have to worry about it drying out, and they're in the little containers. So you have to go up and water them periodically. This year has been overly wet. Wow. So um, it's been an issue with gardening and stuff. So while we're on that subject, um, for actual gardening, I know some people have had some issues with things, you know, you can't have that much rain for certain pieces. Celery is great, like in your garden. that needs a lot of water. Berries are doing really good right now. But that sunshine really delays everything so i don't know if you've noticed do you have a garden i don't know if i don't have a garden back okay. here but it looks like a jungle with okay. all the rain <laughs> right. i was just looking at it going you know you can't get back there right. to even yeah. trim and then the tree yes. trees have grown yes. extra on bushes they have. It, i mean it's everything's filled it's in a I'm like, lush rainforest oh right my now. god yeah. yeah it's horrible so mowing your lawn probably is like two times a week is compared to <laughs> one time a week so well, you can't get Two right. times in a week. Right. You don't That's have it. enough days. That's it. I've been mowing some days when it's sprinkling out because I just want to get it cut before you know, it happens. But anyway. Do you, see, do you see that thing on Facebook? Somebody po posted a picture of... I'm going out to check to see if my lawn needs yeah. to be mowed and the water was yeah, yeah. <laughs> like about four feet deep. That's how it looks right now everywhere. So yeah. our pools are overflowing and stuff. So anyway, but um, with lettuce, so I had this problem that, um, you know, iceberg lettuce that you grow. Sometimes you can grow them in containers. Um, but if you grow them in containers, bring them inside before they get over water. That's a given. But Or put them under a porch or something or monitor how much they're getting water so they don't get soaked through or rotate them around. That's what I like to do with my ferns so they get evenly watered. Um, but the iceberg lettuce, so I had this problem, and I wish I brought a head with me. Um, so you know what iceberg looks like in the oh, store, yeah. right? So yeah. it opens up, and it flowers around it. So you take that piece in the middle, and that's your iceberg head. Um, this year, it's been so wet and so low to the ground that the whole bottom underneath is all brown. So mm -hmm. my tip for that is that once you see it start budding, cut it off, and then use them as small pieces. They're a little bit more... Not sour tasting, but they taste just a little different. They're not as sweet as it would be if you left it all the way, but otherwise you're going to lose your whole head of lettuce. So my mother-in-law's had that issue. I've had that issue that we just leave it so long and then you don't realize. So check underneath, too, to start seeing if that 
brown part or moldy kind of looking lettuce is starting to look that way. Um, same thing with the flowers. Uh, so with flowers, there's this thing called pinching. So um, they do that with dahlias and then with cosmos and any of these little branched ones that you see different leads going on and off of them. Um, so with the pinching, what happens is that it, it allows just a few of them to start developing as compared to the whole plant developing. So with less than adequate sunlight this year, <laughs> I'd suggest pinching where normally you don't normally pinch everything. Um, you can kind of let your wildflowers grow up and they look beautiful. This year, let it concentrate on just a few blooms because then they'll really start popping out. And that's something right now, like I was talking about Lisa, her stuff is starting to pop right now, which is we're in the middle of July. Generally, it was the end of June. Mm. So it's all that delay just on that, you know, sunshine, basically. So we need sunshine. Or, or lack thereof. <laughs> right, right. So we definitely need sunshine um, to be coming in. But I am excited about her season and all the local stuff is starting to pop now, finally. Um, and hopefully if we get a few days of sunshine, it'll really start to pop. Um, so, you know, sunflowers, <laughs> sunflowers need a lot of sun. Um, those are starting to come through and you'll see them on, there's a huge... Huge, I think sunflower farm that they just out in Ingham's Mills huge they just use them I, I don't even know if she charges for people to go and cut them out but, oh, wow. um, so be on the lookout for sunflowers those are starting to come up um, dahlias are coming up too um, your Lizzie anthuses those are all starting so um, it's a good season for local time and uh, especially in upstate New York this is our first month of maybe three that will have local flowers <laughs> until it freezes and snows. <laughs> yeah. So lucky us. Which is two, three months away. No. Right. That's, well, that's a big countdown now. So you're starting yeah. to look and say, well, uh, you really cut them, use them when you want to. Um, so that's, I'll go into this now. So this is your bouquet that you endeavor that I always bring. Oh. little bouquet here for you guys. So this, and I don't know how far this thing zooms in. Sorry, this is not my... Well, if you, uh, you just lift it up, well, it's, yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah. I forget. See, so... Um, this is our grab-and-go bouquet, and I have a young girl in the store that just started. Her name is Jen. So in our grab-and-go bouquets, we try and just do a quick, like you would see at the grocery store, little mix of something. Um, usually there's a few focal flowers and then fillers and then the greens, we call it. So um, this is how you, it'll normally come, and in the grocery store, you'll get it this way too. There's a little food packet here. Uh -huh. So you unwrap it. I usually tie it this way with a rubber band. Can you see this? Um, Hold it up some, just a little bit higher. A little there bit higher. Yeah. So we'll unwrap it here for you, and later you'll have to put this in a vase, obviously. Oh, okay. But So it comes this way. This is such a good and show is, when you get gifts. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Chocolates, flowers. Well, I was like, what colors do I want to do this week? Because I didn't have any yellow roses. And I remember you liked yellow yeah, roses, but yeah. purple will have to do for Purple's you. Purple's great. So, um, and well, I'll go on to the that, next thing with this too, because that's great. So we'll stay on okay. subject, Tiffany. All right. In the morning, yeah. I get off subject. So anyway, you take off your rubber band, but this is the most important part. So this I didn't do purposely for you. I don't know if you can see this. I can see These this. are, they look like clog stems. I call them clog stems because you can't can't see them. Okay. You, it looks like it's see so kind of it's mushy and it doesn't look like it's a clear stem. It's right. not white in the center. Once you cut off about a quarter of an inch, and you'll want to do this with any grocery store bouquet, and you can do this with any bouquet that you receive from a florist too. Two to three days later, you want to just cut that little quarter off, so about this far, okay. and cut it at an angle. And and you wait. A couple of days to do that. You don't do it yeah. right away. I've typically done it as soon as I get them from right. the store. And you can do that when you when you get them from the store and these are called dry stored. So they've been sitting for a while. So they're dried off. Okay. So generally when you get a vase and it's in water, you don't need to do that for a few days. When they're dry stored like this, you'll want to cut them off about a quarter of an inch, put them in that water, stir it up according to the directions. These are generally you can put it in a vase and you'll be okay with it. Sometimes they have, you know, they're over concentrated. I just put it in there. You can save half if you want for the next time. 
um, you know, just so that you have fresh water, fresh food. Um, so that's really important with these. Um, but you'll see these especially, this amaranthus, it's really taken in a lot of water. If you let this die, like, say, till this afternoon and you don't put it in water, it'll flop right over. Ah. Cut off a quarter inch, put it in water, give it, like, 10 or 12 hours, and it'll pop right back up again. So ah. that's a common misconception with people. They, oh, it's, it's dying. It's, it's faded. And you get it, you know, at a grocery store. Oh, it's dying and faded. Well, you can cut it back a little bit and see if it'll come back once it takes in that water because it needs all of that water. Now for the next part of it. These are roses. So I have not seen a purple rose before. You know, people have said that. I'm I'm looking at it going. These are uh, my, yeah. Okay. So so that's part of my store, too. It's always unique pieces. So I have these. um, They're called quicksand roses. I think when... Shinjana, I can't pronounce her name. Yes. Shinjana was here last time. She was talking about those, and then she had some pictures of those. So those are kind of the colors now that are coming out, these sand light colors. They're not your typical red, yellow, orange roses that you'll see. This is a very popular color this year, um, and it, there's another one called Amnesia, which is a purplish rose but more of a gray tint to it. So I had ordered Amnesia, again, with the supply and demand market. I didn't get what I wanted, so this is the color I got. This is Ocean Song. So if you're very chic and looking into doing weddings, bougie. you'll know. Yeah, bougie. You'll uh, <laughs> you will know all of these, and you'll be able to tell the different tints. And for me, it's color specific. So I like to have a very specific color. These did this week, but not the amnesia color that I wanted with a little more gray. Uh, do they are they fragrant? Or are they? These are not as fragrant. Okay. Um, I should have brought with me today. There's um, polo roses, so I had gotten those in. Someone wanted some white roses. They're different than the ones that you see in the store. They're not as small, and they open right up. So they have a huge head, and they look like a garden rose or almost like a peony when they open up. Wow. Um, so you, they don't last as long as a typical rose would, just because of that. They're very fragile, but they're beautiful. So um, you're t- kind of taking. You know, somebody said once that, you know, flowers, you have to take them for what they are, and sometimes they last two or three days, but that's the beauty of them. Yeah. You want them for those two or three days. And well, if it opens large like that, right. it's fragrance. Exactly. I mean, yes. two or three days that's of that. It. That's it. Don't and, complain. Right, exactly. And that's where <laughs> a lot of people have to decide if they want the quick fix of a carnation or last two weeks and, you know, whatever, or you have that nice, unique piece. So it's all on preference, you know, and that's what I'm learning, too, at the store. So, but these, if you wanted to, um, some people like to dry flowers. So if you wanted to take this, not do anything with it, let it finish off all of its wetness and all of its absorbing the water. So you'll see the stem kind of look like this, hang it upside down for, I'd say, two or three days. So you can do it from anywhere. I do it in the store. I have a ceiling fan that I hang them all from. And they're, and what, they're I, flying oh, around? Right, yeah, no, I don't turn the ceiling fan on or I try <laughs> not to at least. Get the flowers yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. well, that Dry was the now, joke. Yeah, that half was, an hour. Yeah, that was the joke at, uh, at, at Christmas time because we had it so it was decorated with all the bulbs coming down and right. Ben, my husband, was looking at it and he was like, huh, what would you do if I pushed that rise? Don't you <laughs> turn that around? <laughs> They'd all go flying. So anyway, but um, to dry these, and that's something too that's been very popular is that people like to dry their flowers because then once they've had their season, hang them upside down. You can dry them, put them in a wreath, put them, you know, uh, just in an arrangement. So Mm. I have a couple of vases in the store that are just dried roses, and it looks pretty nice too. So um, it's not always done the second that you see them start fading. So, So your review, how far are you cutting these stems? Half an inch. Yeah, about half an inch. And then... You know, it's up to you. I didn't know there was going to be a test. Right. 
God, thank God I was paying I attention. Know. See, you were that time. So see, that's, um, and depending on what your vase looks like, and that's where you can really be creative. And that's why I like these grab and goes because people say, oh, this looks great. And it does, it looks nice if you put it in a vase just like that. That's perfect. Or you can be creative, move stuff around, put it in your vase how you like it, make it one-sided, put all the greens in one side, put all the flowers on the other, make it go up and down, you know, do what you want to do with it. So that's why these are nice. And personally, even if you got an arrangement from me in a vase, you can keep moving it around, make it look like you want it to do. Because it's not just something that you can enjoy on your table. While it's nice that you like me as a designer, you can always do it too. So people are sometimes intimidated. I don't want to take it out of the vase and start arranging it, but it is. It's a lot of fun. Very therapeutic. <laughs> so I, I won't be doing that. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> so if I give you a vase arranger, you're not going to say, oh, yeah. I think I'll move this rose Dude, here. Dude, that's this. not going to happen. Okay. So it's, it's up to looks people. Good. But, right. And a lot of women do like to do that too sometimes. They get stuff mm. and they say, oh, I think I'll move this around. And, you know, we try and make it so that, like I said, this is kind of a formula. So there's three or four greens. There's three or four filler pieces, if you will, which are like these Queen Anne's lace, and then you have your focal flowers, which are like the roses. Um, these Queen Anne's lace too; these are really popular. Um, they don't look like the roadside Queen Anne's lace, right? You see it. Yeah. So these right here, yeah. these are called chocolate Queen Anne's lace, and you can see they kind of have that little chocolatey tint to them. Little burgundy. It's great going into the transition of the um, fall colors and stuff, and then it really brings out this too. So. Um, just something different, and that's what I try and do in the store. A lot of floors have, you know, the baby's breath and limonium and the traditional fillers. And the season, when I can, I try and do different pieces like this, just because they look different. And, you know, who else has different? You look yeah. different, right? <laughs> so yeah, Sometimes. A little bit, yeah, a little bit of everything. So, um, so that's your arrangement there. And before I leave, I'll make sure you got it so you can put it in your vase. And <laughs> <laughs> so okay. make sure you're good on that. Gonna so, have to line the vases up. Right, right. That's it. Or you could put them in a few different vases. There's lot. There's options. So uh. see, that's always nice. Um, so yeah, we were uh, talking about the gardening and all the over wetness. So then the next part is bugs. So um, we had talked about that with Lisa, all of the bugs aphids little flyers you'll see these little bugs and gnat type of things i think more with the rain and the moisture um if you take like a big hydrangea bush and you push it back all of a sudden you'll see all these little flies start coming out yeah. so some of them are good some of them are bad um this year i had what's called a robber fly in my garden um and the robber fly it sounds bad i know it sounds bad but it actually is a good fly because it takes all of the bad insects out so it it just kills all of these little insects that you're not supposed to have that start eating through your leaves and it's robbing the plant, basically. <laughs> so ah. in a way, well, it's wait. good. No. It's, isn't that interesting? So <laughs> That's interesting. Opposites, uh, yeah. If they work, I'd be breeding them. Right. Well, that's, and, you know, ladybugs, that's a thing, too. And ladybugs, ladybugs, ladybugs good, yeah. yep. Ladybugs, um, since last year, because of everything that happened and everybody started growing their own stuff, um, ladybugs were in a high demand that a lot of people couldn't get them. So I, I don't know where they're at this season. I know, like, the beginning of the season, you couldn't order your ladybugs. Um, and there are ladybug imposters that you probably see too that they're not actual ladybugs and they're doing no good they look like a ladybug but they're doing no good really? <laughs> so yes Jeez. things to look out for so um yeah as far as for the gardening so what i use and there's two different things that you can do so um overall real quick fix seven have you seen the seven in stores so it's s-e-v-i-n and it's a powder. It's oh, okay. very concentrated, covers pretty much anything and everything you would have in this area as far as bugs and invasives that you don't want on your plants. On the back of it, it'll tell you, um, and this goes for flowers too, 
Um, flowers you don't eat, though, generally. Um, <laughs> there are a couple of them you can eat, but for the most part, people aren't eating their flowers out of their garden. This is more for vegetables. Um, there's days that you have to kind of watch, and as you're starting to get closer to harvest, you're not going to want to put the seven on top of it because you're ingesting that. I think, honestly, it may cause cancer. I'm not positive on that, but it's like that kind of thing that you don't want to be ingesting. Um, so you have to be careful of that. Um, putting it on, too, before rain, obviously, not the smartest. It cakes on there, and obviously it doesn't do what it's supposed to be doing. You want a nice, cool, calm day that you can do it maybe in the in the morning first thing or at night. Um, so that's the quick fix, and honestly, that's where I tend to run to because I just I don't want to deal with any bugs, and this will cover everything. Um, now the other thing is neem oil. Um, so it's N-E-E-M oil. Um, neem oil is really good, um, only it inhibits the pollination process of the honeybees. So I'll get into that and further. Okay, <laughs> so neem oil is great. It is um, all natural and organic. Um, you have to be careful when you put it on your plants because it will fry the plants because it's oil. So think about if you're making a fried egg in oil. It's going to fry your egg, right? <laughs> so neem oil Not is when going there's no to fry. heat. Well, <laughs> see the heat from outside. So see, yeah. um, so you take that oil and you put it on your plant and it's sunny, it's going to tend to fry those leaves. You okay. don't want to do that. So make sure that it's, you know, an overcast day or first thing in the morning or late at night that you're putting that on. Um, it is very effective and it's natural. Seven, you know, you don't want to ingest it. Neem oil, you can. It's an all organic piece. Um, Do you like spray it on? Yep, you spray it on. And so generally like at Lowe's, you'll see it and it's already deconcentrated. So you can spray it, just open it up, spray it and you're good. Um, There is the highly concentrated that if you spray that, your plants are going to die. It's overly, overly concentrated. So um, with neem oil, it's good. But like I said, with the pollination now. So honeybees are very important to the process of, okay, so for my zucchinis this year, do you grow zucchinis no. or cucumbers? Do you know the flowers that come out on yeah. them? They're really huge, you know, and you can kind of tell that it's going to be a good crop or not because you see these buds start coming out. Um, so for zucchinis, they need that pollination. So when you start spraying the neem oil too thick, it inhibits the bees from coming over. They don't get pollinated. Then what happens? No fruit. <laughs> right, exactly. See, you're good. You're yeah. paying attention. Um, I have to now. So, I know I'm right, going to be tested. Right. I'm, well, I'm sitting that's here going, a, yeah. what is she going to Pay attention, don't now? daydream. Right, so um, so anyway, so with that, I, I talked to my dad, and I said, hey, listen, so I think it's all this water that all of these zucchinis, they're starting to come out. And, you know, they might be this long or so, and you know they're going to start producing, but then they're starting to brown off, and so they kind of tip off of the end of it, and instead of it, you know, growing out growing to be out. a full zucchini, they're just dying off and they're getting brown. And I said, well, I think it's all that water. And he said, it's the pollination. They're not getting pollinated. So, um, you know, I don't know how many people would know this or not, but this is a tip that I use. So if I see it's not getting pollination well, and there's a couple of plants of mine that I thought were getting overwatered, but it actually was a pollination part, um, I take just a Q-tip and you just Q-tip it. I was going to guess that. Yes, and you pollinate it yourself. Um, so there's little mini fruit trees that people get, those dwarf trees. Um, those, you know, I keep mine inside, obviously, in the winter because they're tropicals. You can't put them outside. Way too cold. Um, so you keep them inside, but they don't get that pollination. So at the beginning of the season, you have to use a Q-tip to pollinate them because otherwise they're not going to start producing Now I know fruit. why bees sting us. Right. That's, they're taking yeah. their jobs away. <laughs> yes, that's Well, maybe. Some of them are just me. Some of them are just nasty, and I still haven't figured out why they're all around but um the honeybees in general are pretty good and they yeah, won't they sting are. you as much um so you know you, you kind of let them do their job but if they can't do their job because there's too much neem oil on something or you see that your um, plants aren't producing the way they're supposed to be use that q-tip and see what happens and um we're so we're not too far into the season yet that it's too far gone you could still do that easily um 
And that's just my tip for that, that don't think it's overwatered and it's starting to brown from that because you would naturally think that when you overwater something, it's going to get brown. So it's it's interesting, right? So Well, do you, okay, so typically pollination, isn't that like a one-time thing? Yes. So or is it an ongoing thing that... It depends on what the plant is. So, um, you know, for the zucchinis, for example, so they just need those to get going, and then it keeps it going. Um, so, you know, the flower, you'll see it starts to die off, and then all of a sudden the zucchini starts coming out. Right. So you don't need to do it, you know, every day. I would say, you know, once, think about a honeybee. How often do you see your bees in the garden? And that's a thing, too, where we are, and we're in the southern Adirondack Park. We've barely seen any honeybees this year. Um, so whether it's how much you're spraying, whether it's just a natural cause, is too many. You know, each year it changes, and that's why farming is so tough. <laughs> we yeah. talked about that too with even flowers. That each year it's just this next thing you have to navigate. No two seasons are the same, so um, kind of watch and see. If you don't see any honeybees around, you can probably, probably guarantee your flowers and your garden aren't getting enough pollination. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there are those little little bees I call them that they get you and they sting you they're just little things they do pollinate too just not at the rate that like a honeybee would so um it's important and you know all of these little pieces the way it's designed all kind of go in together then you realize afterwards wow this is it's amazing how all of it kind of works into making it you know your pieces of fruit and your pieces of whatever your your flowers are vegetables yeah. yeah so um so keep an eye out for that but um you know that's two different pieces that i would suggest using seven if you want a quick one and done or the neem oil seven like i said just be careful on your harvesting days so like for lettuce you can't do it within two weeks so you don't want to sprinkle and then take your head of lettuce a week later you got to give it that two weeks so it kind of dies out so um just keep that and and you know in mind when you're doing it don't say okay i'm gonna do this now then tomorrow i'm gonna go out and take my peas off you can't really do that so and there's little guides on the back of it if you actually read it through so um so anyway so that was the i'm a guy we don't read instructions i know what are you well, that's, about? that's it so um so anyway so that was just kind of our review show and stuff and like um Stigiana when she was here now it's getting into the season too for all of the events and weddings and stuff and it's beautiful out um i think there's quite a few events i event places i've seen around that i didn't realize we're here um there's providence farm down in stone arabia now beautiful venue over on um, snell's bush there's putting up another one too so there's a lot of options in this area now so um it's kind of exciting now to see everything getting back to normal and all the festivals and stuff i was over at rustic ties friday night for the jake dodds it's awesome yep oh man that was a blast i know isn't it cool that's That's a great facility it's nice to be out and about and isn't that great too so um it's great and uh, i'm very happy that that's kind of picking back up again so um keep that in mind as you're going through your summers that all these little pieces that you're hearing on these podcasts and stuff it all kind of works together so um we have just a, a quick break and my next guest will be on visit my little falls and stay connected with the latest news information and events in the city and the area our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the mohawk valley join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories interviews videos our event calendar and print publication the mohawk valley express it's about timely local news for the community keeping citizens 
Americans informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes Store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at MyBunFalls.com. You'll be glad you did. Um, so this is the and more part, and I wanted to have Jess Bruce on today, and she is from um, Zips in Dallasville, which is Zips Hardware, which everybody knows in town. Um, so thanks for being on today, Jess. No problem. Glad right. to be here. All right, good. I'm glad this worked out, too, and I know you're working and stuff, so we'll make it quick. But I wanted to make sure um, each uh, each podcast, I try and have someone from Dallasville on um, to talk about their business and stuff. So um, obviously, I've known you for a lot longer than I've had the store because you are the hardware person. So, um, <laughs> so right. So um, I figured it'd be great to have you on and um, you can kind of talk about what you guys do up there. Obviously, the hardware store, but um, how long have you guys had the store and um, what do you basically sell up there? So you can tell us about that. Um, basically, Rick and Scott bought it from Mr. Zip back in October of 1997, and we've had it with us ever since. And everybody's known it as Zip Hardware, so when they bought it, they asked if they could use the, you know, buy the rights to the name to keep it as it is, because... Like you said, it's always been Zip Hardware. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> so cool. And basically, you guys sell everything a hardware store would. You do keys. A hardware store would. Um, you have the keys. You do um, anything, basically, that I need for the store. I run over there quick. You have the fencing that I need for um, chicken wire. You have cleaning products, yep. um, mason jars. And then what are some of the things that you've been selling? Um, do you have any new products you've been selling? or? Um unfortunately with covid things have been really restricted on yes. new items mm-hmm. but i mean we've, we've got your fair amount of normal stuff we've got a variety of solar lights for someone you know looking up to spruce up their flower beds or we actually have angels and crosses for those people who want to do something pretty on the cemetery stones and stuff awesome. yeah so we have those that. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really neat. And then you have your, like, coolers and chairs and paint section. Yeah. And I'm trying to go through each aisle now. Everything, <laughs> there's everything you can need in that store. So, um, so you guys have oh, been yeah. there. We're finally getting shop vacs back in again. Oh, so now we have a variety very, of shop vacs. Very important. And those are the wet dry vacs, right? So you can wet. Yep. Well, yep. Awesome. So your basement yep. floods from all of this rain, you can use that. And then you can also vacuum your carpet. So, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, how how many employees do you guys have up there right now? There's four of us all together. We have three full-time and one part-time girl. Awesome. Yep. Well, I should say two part-time girls because my daughter, too. I was going to say, she's there to on Tuesdays, yes. <laughs> so, And she's my part-time delivery person, too, now this summer. So um, happy yep. to have her on. She's a great worker. So, um, yeah, I mean, basically, I, I just wanted to have you on to tell us about the store. Can you tell us um, what your actual location of the business is? The actual location is 73 North Main Street in Dollsville. Awesome. And then are you on, you're on Facebook, I know. Are you on Facebook, Instagram? What are the handles or how would they find you? 
I just do Facebook. Okay. And you can, and, and your searches, you just type in Zip Hardware and we'll come up. Awesome. Um, any questions or whatever, when you message the hardware store, it actually comes through to me. Okay. Because I'm the manager of the site. Awesome. So I try and get back at, a, you know, usually in a reasonable time. If we're busy, obviously I can't, but right. you're always welcome to call the store. We have a fax line available. So if you need faxes Same. or whatever. I was just telling Dave the faxes, <laughs> the fax line, and I said, I'm not sure if it's I, the same I said, line. do people still use faxes? I, I think they do. I really think they do. Yep. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of the older generation and whatnot, but we yes. still we still have those that need to pack. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. It's I'm, still a, a I'm a spring chicken, yeah. so I, I wouldn't know about <laughs> faxes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And what's the phone number there again? Um, for zips, I just called it, but it's is it four two nine. Um, nine seven six one nine seven six one perfect and yeah you could kind of guess if you know um scott and rick you can kind of guess that jess would be the manager of the social media i'm not, i love those guys don't get me wrong but you can kind of guess that jess would definitely be the manager <laughs> so <laughs> uh-huh. that's awesome so yep. um and then do you guys have any upcoming events i know once in a while um, bug country comes out um anything going on this summer or no we already did our bug cast for the summer okay. so now it would be more this winter time when they do stuff the bus. Okay, awesome. So be on the lookout for that too. Just little fun events. See, they're not just a hardware store. I so know. you got to remember that yep. too. So, well, thanks so much for being on today, Jess. Anything else you want to add or any specials you have going on at the store? Um, not really. We're almost, the flyer we have out is almost done. So everything will change next month. Okay. But if you got broken windows or screens, we do them. Okay, that's and a big plus. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and anybody, there's still a few people that use kerosene heaters to heat like their garages or as backup heat, and we still service them, too. Awesome. Very good to know. See that? It's July. We still need them. I know. <laughs> yes, I know. Isn't that great? Uh, July in upstate New York. Make sure your kerosene heater is working. Hey, I think it's supposed to be down uh-huh. to like 50 this week. Is overnight. it really? I, that's what I saw. So. See? <laughs> yeah. Just get ready. Get ready for the rush. Yep. That's yeah. it. So, and what days are you open? That's the other thing. So you're open every single We're day. We're open Monday through, yep, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. Okay. Saturday, 8 to 5, and Sunday, 9 to 1. On four people. That's crazy, right? So that's, you have no time off, basically. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> we make it work, though. Good. Well, it's I'm, a family business. Yes. There is no time off. That's it. That's you how know it that. works. Yep. Uh-huh. That's yep. how it works. Well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day today <laughs> to be on today. No so, problem. All right. Well, thanks so much just for being on. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Have okay. A good day. Thanks. You too. Bye. All right, and that concludes today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. So um, isn't that cool, though? I, I love having the dodgeballs, and I've got a secret, too, so be on the lookout for this. Um, Nick LeCary is going to be my next guest, oh, so I can't excellent. wait for that. He's so that'll made, be good. made for a podcast, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> he is. So I love, I love all these dodgeball businesses, too, and that's part of what I love doing up there, that you have uh, one shop, but then not. it's kind of like a big, I don't know, everybody helps each other out and stuff, so I love being able to feature them on too. So keep an eye out for that on next episode. So, <laughs> all right. And you can uh, catch us, let's see, the last, no, the third Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.